0: Get. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
1: hello hello oh you cut out for a minute there
0: <laughs> oh can it's because it's probably so high pitched oh. that you couldn't hear me
1: yeah you broke the you broke the ceiling
0: i mean <laughs> <the window. laughs> broke the glass ceiling. I broke the glass ceiling. It's done, ladies. <laughs> so what our fans cannot appreciate right now is how tan you are right now. Like I Oh, you can see it. Oh my
1: gosh. I don't know if you kiss I know if
0: J right my arm, now. but it's like uh it's very burnt. I, mean, I don't think you can see it. Oh, so. is it really? Okay. Like I'm feeling well, so bad. I'm seeing a little bit of that action right now Uh, well I can imagine through the camera but you always like you tan really easily but you always get like your one little random band like (laughs) your one random streak batch of sunburn because it's like where you happen to not get the sunscreen on but we are back After a short hiatus, we both had our little spring break vacations, and Jay clearly saw some sun, and I Um, reapplied
1: this time. I really did.
0: Wow, adult. I think I think it's just
1: the Polish side of me. I I realized you know my mom's Italian, so that part of me like tans, but then my yeah Polish side burns. So it's like a combo.
0: Word word. For me, it's just as white as it gets. Irish. It's all you are all white very (laughs) it's either white or strawberry those are my two color choices (laughs) or lobster and there are no in-betweens and i accepted this many many years ago (laughs) being friends with you is hard (laughs) well you know i'm about to throw in the towel
1: and just get a freaking umbrella you know it's a lot of work It's I'm a full
0: hard. hat like I remember being a kid and like seeing my mother in like the widest brimmed <laughs> hat and she would wear like a full body cover up from 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 head to ankle. What is the and point? Then <laughs> as the sun moved, we had to move so that she would get full sa- shade underneath of our umbrella. Oh,
1: see, my mom, you know, does the opposite where like she has to get full sun. So she oh, moved really? with the sun. I see a lot of people they should have gone
0: to the beach together because they would have been absolute perfect pair. <laughs> I'll get the sun, you get the shade. And i remember, it'd be like up kids, we gotta move over. Oh and I'm like, God. oh, and then like have to turn over to the side so that she could get full sun because, you know, she's a redhead, freckled. She, she gets her, she calls it a freckle tan where like yes, the freckles like, like congene con- or congeal or <laughs> whatever my, together. My
1: coworker said that too. She's like, yeah, I get fre- freckles and then they snitch on each other and then they form this club.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. That's what she gets. And I mean, I definitely have her jeans. There's no doubt about it. It's as wonder bread as that white bread can get over here. Yeah. It's like, um, I heard this joke one time on a TV show and I'll forever love it. It's like a vampire's wet dream because like you can see every single vein in my arm. So this is as (laughs) white as it gets. So uh, it looks like you had a great break. It looks like you had some real fun in the sun. I
1: did, but I just like I. I realize even when I'm like in a relaxed environment, I just can't turn my brain off no matter what. Like I know, like like,
0: oh my gosh, what do I have to do? Yeah, I'm like when I have nothing to think about,
1: I'm like oh no, why am I not thinking about something? There's got to be something I should be thinking about.
0: You know, I am exactly the same way. Vacations are totally spoiled on me. Like they're wasted
1: (laughs) because then you have all these like shoulds. Like I should be having like more fun. Yeah,
0: it's
1: like oh
0: god, shut up. (laughs) Yeah. But I mean, it's still probably better than being at home working. Yes,
1: uh, yeah, having <laughs> a change of scenery and the weather yeah. was very nice. Yeah,
0: very nice. Yeah, even my little like Lurie vacation Hours. staycation was good. It was great. It was nice. Did the nice. husband it's nice take too take...
1: long with the pictures, or was he?
0: No. Is he okay? No, no. He he did his thing. I did my thing, and we enjoyed it together. It was quite wonderful. It was a good. It was a good little break, a little respite yes of ours yeah but now we're back to the the basic nine to five so uh (laughs) you want to tell the people what our name is um oh that would help we (laughs) forgot
1: um i am jay i am bay and this is the part i don't get and this is episode
0: 79 79. we're old barely walking barely walkers in hand i think it's your turn to go first dude i have no idea i feel like i went first last i time. do not care my kennedy so i'm a-okay to go first okay um minus like a broad topic that i actually wrote like i want to say like a month ago but then i was like me i don't want to do this one it's boring oh. um but you know it's the one i wrote so, um, it's going to happen. And I don't think that people will think it's boring. I just like, sometimes I get insecure about my topic.
1: Oh, me too. I, I like, have like topic regret. And
0: then like, yeah. I need a
1: different topic.
0: I did search a little bit today just in case, but then I was like, <laughs> oh, this will require reading. I know. And then you and I kind of put it to over. the side. <laughs> I put it to the side because I was like let's be real self you're not gonna read right now so um let's just (laughs) deal. let's just use the one that you wrote a month ago you've been waiting to do yeah um so I got a lot of my information from medical news today vox.com npr.com and good old wikipedia and I got um some information from uhs berkeley uh yeah i know i am i'm like high class information right now and very very i'm kind of excited about the medical aspect (laughs) yes so i'm gonna be a little so boxy on this one so you guys will have to bear with me and this is this this topic hits me hard so it's all about the body mass index oh yes (laughs) i had a feeling you were gonna get excited um because you know it's 2022 we've heard so many conflicting arguments this takes us back to the 90s of butter versus margarine you know like what is and is not good for you and like is this something we should use is this something that we shouldn't use is this accurate is it not accurate is it biased is it not biased like is this something that we should consider or not? And it's like this big giant question mark yeah, for everyday people. And of course the medical community. So BMI, AKA body mass index, okay. is based on the height and weight of a person. And I mean, there's no lie. We have an obesity and weight problem in the United States. Uh, but is the BMI still an accurate body measurement? Is this what we should be using? So according to the National Institutes of Health, the quote, the higher your BMI, the higher your risk for certain diseases such as heart disease, high blood pressure, type 2 diabetes, gallstones, breathing problems, and certain cancers, end quote. So that's why doctors are inclined to use the BMI as a measure of whether you're overweight and or obese. Doctors love it. They love it with their patients. Yes. So the BMI was devised, it was created in 18 in the 1830s, 1830. Yeah. Like that's that's Like I think we can and We're still it. using it. We're yeah. still using it. It's almost 200 freaking years old. <laughs> Let's just take a beat and, and say like this is what we're going off like 200 yeah. years old like let's like just take your height and
1: weight and then just like <laughs>
0: let's divide <laughs> that shit and see what happens yeah <laughs> let's have a party so the BMI was devised in the 1830s by a guy named Lambert Adolf Jacques yeah. Quetelet Quetelet Q-U-E-T-E-L-E-T Quetelet sound good yeah no that actually sounds pretty good so he lived um from 1796 to 1874 and he was a Belgian mathematician, sociologist, statistician and just for funsies an astronomer. So he created <laughs> <A> trades <jack-of-all-trades>, really. <laughs> he is one hell of a Renaissance man if you know mm-hmm. what I mean. He's got it all over here. I'd love to bring him home to the folks. So <laughs> I mean, seriously. B- so he's the one that created it. Okay. But I believe mathematics was like his primary field. So right. um, then that's why. Like, he, he had, had no like
1: health training. Med- no medical or training.
0: No yeah. medical training. Correct. Absolutely. Yeah. So BMI equals your weight in kilograms divided by your height in meters squared. Already I'm reading that and it's,
1: yeah, I'm like, I have no idea, idea the other. my measurement would be. <laughs> those.
0: So a quote normal weight is if your BMI is between 18.5 and 25. So that would be the end result after you took your weight in kilos and you divided that weight by your height in meters squared. And then the end result would be 18.5 to 25. And that's what the ideal imaginary people decided, not imaginary people, but like the all high mighty powers decided 18.5 and 25 were quote normal weight. And that also not only stays normal weight, but it means healthy, not just healthy weight, healthy. Yeah. Uh, So overweight is if it is between 25 and 30 on the BMI scale and anybody with a BMI of 30 or more has obesity, according to the BMI scale. Um, can anybody raise their hand? I'm raising
1: <laughs> mine. Tell you that right I, now. I'm definitely I'm at <clears least throat> overweight, but I'm pretty sure I'd probably be obese.
0: I just want all listeners to know where I'm coming from. I'm going to be 100% honest on this one. Yeah. It's definitely, I, I don't even have to do the math. It's definitely 30. Well, higher. And then
1: don't they have like, or you might be getting to the other categories. Like, is it, they're like super obese. So that's what mm-hmm. I
0: found. But now I think in recent years we have added on.
1: Yes. Originally Further stigmatizing. Would,
0: yes, yes. Yes. Originally it would have been overweight and then obesity, but now we definitely have, morbid obesity. We have super obese. Those are different categories that depending upon which version of the scale you're looking at, are things that you can absolutely use and apply. I'm sure doctors definitely do. So people with a BMI of 30 or more are individuals that are classified with obesity. So that would include all of those fun little terms that we just said. Um, And they have a significantly higher risk of eventually becoming diabetic, developing cancer, um, having cardiovascular diseases, osteoarthritis, and liver and gallbladder diseases. However, so studies have shown that that is true. However, a number of studies have demonstrated that some individuals with obesity, as far as the BMI scale is considered, also have lower cardiovascular risk and an improved metabolic profile would while a subset of, of quote normal BMI people are metabolically unhealthy and have increased mortality risk. So it's not everybody. Yeah. It's not well, like, they oh don't I've standardize got or more for
1: like race or class or anything like that. Yeah.
0: And, and it's, it's like, oh, 30 year over, that's it. I'm, I'm, I'm more likely to get this, 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 and this. But it's not everybody. There are definitely people who have a higher BMI and are still metabolically healthy mm-hmm. and don't necessarily have that increased mortality risk. So a team of researchers at the University of Virginia Charlottesville found better post-surgical short-term survival rates among people with obesity. Oh, wow. Rather than or versus patients with a a quote normal weight. Patients with a BMI of 23.1 or less were more than twice as likely to die within 30 days of surgery than those with a BMI of 35.3 or more. Doctors Lazar and Ahima say that, quote, future research should be focused more on molecular pathways, especially how metabolic factors altered by obesity change the development of diabetes, heart disease, cancer, and other ailments, and influence the health status and mortality, end quote. <clears throat> so there it just keeps going on. Researchers from Perlman School of Medicine say that as an Say that the BMI is an inaccurate measure of body fat content and doesn't take into account bone density. This was something that was come up and came up in so many articles. Bone density, and uh, as well as overall body composition, and like you mentioned, racial and sex differences between Mm -hmm. the people that the BMI are looking at. I know there's definitely a difference between a female BMI and and a male BMI. I know, but that again we're looking at something that was created 200 years ago. And
1: didn't didn't the Um, guy create it by just taking like a bunch of statistics and then averaging it? And like he made like a healthy BMI Mm -hmm. based on what was average at that time, which is like, okay, that doesn't mean that's healthy, it's just what was
0: average. Different time period for sure. I think the 1830s will (laughs) attest. Yeah. There's been some changes. Yes. Um, so some say that the BMI exaggerates thinness in short people and fatness in taller people. The BMI height to weight term divides the weight by too much in short people and too 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 little in taller individuals. So that is another reason why people say that it's inaccurate. Not only are they not taking bone density and overall body composition, racial and sex differences into account, they're also not considering how it's slightly skewed, um, depending upon how short or tall you are. Yeah, there's uh, a
1: really funny um, post by this guy that he like he had this nurse or someone like come to his house because his BMI was so low, and then he showed a picture and he was missing a leg. <laughs> <laughs> there you go that's some bone density yeah like right hello there. it's not it doesn't cover everything does it
0: <laughs> sir are you still alive sure we
1: are worried about you
0: <laughs> wow well i'm assuming his scale will be inaccurate for the, yeah. according to these people for the rest of his life yeah. um, as far as their standards are that concerned, doesn't work for
1: everybody that's for sure
0: the third reason why it could be inaccurate is possibly one of the bad the body mass index's biggest flaws is that it doesn't take into account the person's body fat versus muscle, meaning their lean tissue into content. So this is another thing, this, the bone density and this were by far mentioned the most in all the research that I did because it, it talked about a lot of athletes specifically, um, falling in higher categories of ranges on the BMI because let's be real athletes have a lot of muscle. Yeah. Usually, overall, right. I would say a lot of lean tissue. And it doesn't take that into account at all. Not really. So, muscle weighs more than fat. Mm-hmm. Therefore, BMI will inevitably class muscly athletic people as fatter than they really are. A six foot tall Olympic 100 meter sprinter weighing 200 pounds may have the same BMI let's say 26, as a non-active, so probably sedentary person of the exact same height and weight. A BMI calculation would class both of these people as overweight. But, but like, if you are a Olympic athlete, I think it's pretty fair to say without looking at any other data, you're more than likely more healthy than someone who lives a sedentary lifestyle without looking at any other data. I I would just assume that the person who's getting active activity points, um, Mm. lots of steps and moving, and I'm assuming it definitely affects what they're eating as well in order to keep that Olympic status up. They've got to be healthier. They've got to. But according to the BMI, they're the same. They're both overweight.
1: Yeah. Like Another Michael reason. Phelps, like he had to eat like a crazy amount of calories. I, exactly. To with what he was burning. And I'm sure he would I have right? I cause he's probably, he's got muscles. That's what I've
0: heard too. It's like, they need like so many calories and carbohydrates to just to keep to fuel. Yeah. Cause they their train body so because yeah. they are training so hard. They're burning so much of it off. Yeah. And I can imagine just like the protein content is probably insane. So yeah. Uh, c- c- Kutelet, Kutelet, the guy who, who invented the BMI um, said explicitly that it could not and should not be used to indicate the level of quote, fatness in an individual. And it's important to remember that he was a mathematician, not a physician. Right. He produced the formula to give a quick and easy way to measure the degree of obesity of the general population in 1830 to assist the government in allocating resources. I'm assuming the Belgian government.
1: Wow. So it just uh, people took it and ran with it.
0: Absolutely. Kind of like those ten thousand steps, man. People are just going oh with it. And they're like, God. we don't know where this is from or what it uh what's we're the just reason gonna go it? With it as facts. We're gonna keep this. We're gonna keep this. Somebody said it once. <laughs> <laughs> so there is um another reason, my fifth reason, there is no physiological reason to square a person's height. There's no real reason <laughs> to square their height. Um um, had to square the height in order to get a formula that matched the overall data. So that's the only reason why he squared the height to begin with. Yeah. There's really no physiological reason to, to do that in the first place. So I think we should definitely keep that in mind. Uh, and then, uh, another, uh, one of my final reasons is because the majority of people today and in, uh, Cotillet's time led fairly sedentary Lives and um, are not particularly active. Mm. Uh, the BMI formula assumes low muscle mass and high relative fat content, so it's already just going to be kind of skewed. The data is yeah. going to be, um, you know, right on that curve there. Right. <laughs> so, Doctor Margaret Ashwell explained at a nineteenth at the nineteenth Congress on obesity in Lyon, France in. May, 2012, that waist to height ratio is a superior predictor, um, over the BMI for things like type two diabetes and cardiovascular oh. diseases. So they're saying that instead of using the BMI, which is the weight versus height squared, that people should measure your overall circumference, the waist mm-hmm. and, and, you know, the waist to height and use that as a ratio. And that, that would be a much better indicator of your overall health and whether or not you're obese. Um, cause like, I'm assuming that that would probably, it would look different in like an mm-hmm. athlete who has very lean muscle, um, potentially maybe someone with bone density might read a little higher, but I'm not sure. The only I'm thing is doctor. like,
1: You know, some people like carry a lot of their weight in their stomach and maybe not other places. That's true. That's true. But yeah, there's, I guess, problems with every way. Yes.
0: Yes. So Dr. Ashwell said that, quote, keeping your waist circumference to less than half your height can help increase life expectancy for every person in the world, end quote. So Mm -hmm. if the BMI is so flawed, now that's one doctor, keep in mind, it's not what I'm necessarily saying. Uh, so if it's so flawed, then why do people keep using this shit? Why do people keep on going by the BMI? Well, first of all, it is not always wrong. It is not always wrong. The VMI is not like completely 100% in fact, like fallible. Mm-hmm. So as NIH obesity researcher, Kevin Hall explained in a Washington Post article he said, "Quote: Despite its limitations and notorious counterexamples, BMI correctly categorizes people as having excess body body fat more than eighty percent of the time." End quote. So, I mean, eighty percent is pretty good. Yeah. Uh, second, no good alternative has really yet caught on in the medical community. People have proposed more accurate measures of body fat, like MRI scans. Yeah, or something that i've never heard of called underwater weighing i've never heard of that i'm assuming because like you're so buoyant oh, okay yeah the but,
1: density i guess
0: yeah yeah so well, what doctor is going to go by a
1: pool and <laughs>
0: <Yeah>. <laughs> and that's where um a patient is submerged in a tank of water in order to calculate their body volume density and body fat all at once mm-hmm. um so they, they've said that, you know, waist measurements can be error prone. Like what you were saying, like sometimes people carry more weight in different parts of their body. So is yeah. it really all that accurate? But since there's no standard way to do them, the BMI continues to dominate as the most reliant, what, what people are looking for, um, in the medical field. And I'm assuming people who are also going through weight loss and, and, um, the exercise and athlete athletic community as well. So both of those examples that I mentioned before, like MRI scans and underwater weighing, those are really expensive. So that's a big part of the reason why. Also BMI, it's just like a simple mat, you know. Versus like let's get in a pool, like you were saying before.
1: Mm-hmm. Um,
0: so that's a big part of the reason why BMI continues. So, um, like for me, like I will always remember when my one of my doctors just just. She had the most ancient BMI chart you've ever seen. <laughs> this sucker has been up on the wall with the same piece of scotch tape for 30 freaking years. I, I, I bet. But she, if she took it off, there would be a faded patch on the wall. <clears and throat> from completely on, there was no window, but just from the fluorescent lighting, I'm sure the wall was stained, you know, with this like little mark left behind where this thing had been stuck up there for however long. And she just looks at me and like, looks at it and says, okay, um, you need to lose a hundred pounds. So for me, like, (laughs) I need, like, I need, I think it's, I think it's, and this is after I, I have no, um, diabetes or cancer in my particular family history There's no heart disease in my family history. And all of my tests, as far as blood pressure, cholesterol, and all of that had, had come back normal. And the only thing that she could look at that was out of whack was, was my weight. And she gave me zero reasons as to why this would help my life. So for me,
1: you had a history of an eating disorder, you
0: know? Yes. So I feel like triggering. I feel like you need to, if you're going to use the BMI and you're going to tell someone that they need to lose weight and say like, look at the BMI, this is why you need to know why you have to have a reason why. You can't just state it as fact. Yeah. And you can't just say, oh, you're more likely to have this, this, and this. Okay, well, I'm also potentially likely to get hit by a car or, you know, do this, this, or this. Yeah. There's so many things that could happen to me in my future. Just tell me about my life right now. Like, what would this improve if I lost (laughs) weight? You know, that's, I need to know a reason. There has to be a reason. And I feel like doctors really just need that. They need that in, in their back pocket they can't just say lose weight because the BMI says so I need to know why. Yeah. You know, like what statistics are not enough for me. I need more than that. Why what's the benefit behind this? And that I think will be a better motivator for me and other people, rather than just being this triggering impulse to just like, uh, restrict and overexercise or whatever.
1: and, And maybe not focus so much on weight, but just say like, Yeah. Like a hundred pounds for one thing. That's ridiculous. I mean, that's an unrealistic
0: goal. (laughs) Yeah. Like let's, let's start at 20 and come back or maybe like circle back five or, or just like, (laughs) you know, maybe,
1: you know, meet with a nutritionist. Like if you're well, or at least ask like what I'm even eating, like for all, for all all she knows, like you're eating like perfect every day. And then you have, you might have like some other, something else going on.
0: And I also think that like, really, like what a lot of people are these days focusing on is what they call like meaningful movement. Like, I feel like it, being less sedentary is way more important than like the number on the scale. The more you're moving, the more you're using your body. I feel like the more, the more helpful that is, which yeah. I think is Getting also it's something that people working. should <laughs> people. Yeah, exactly. People should rely more on like that. So, um, have you ever heard of health at any size or at every size? Yes. That sounds familiar. So there are specific doctors that you can go to that, that subscribe to this philosophy called health at every size. So, and it's, it's usually in a short acronym, H A E S. So the, the H A E S philosophy is based on the idea that people of all sizes deserve respect and good health and that size does not determine health. They say that research shows that there are a high percentage of people in the quote overweight or even obese category, according to the BMI, that are metabolically healthy. Their five principles are weight inclusivity, accept and respect the inherent diversity of body shapes and sizes and reject the idealizing or pathologizing of specific weights, health enhancement, respectful care, eating for well-being, mm-hmm. not eating for weight loss, and life-enhancing movement. So they've gotten a lot of crap um, I'm for, sure. um, you know, potentially promoting obesity. So uh, they have received a lot of bad press uh, with regard to not focusing on weight. And, it has been suggested that they do actually promote obesity, which to me, I feel like is absolutely ridiculous. Um, and this is where the paradigm is misunderstood. Yeah. Um, HAES is not an anti-weight loss program. It's not, it's not saying, Hey, let's pack on those pounds. Yeah.
1: They're not like feeders.
0: So. <laughs> no, no, they're not saying like, yay, you're, you weigh more. Let's keep it up guys. <laughs> McDonald's. Um, it's just saying that it doesn't promote weight loss as a specific health strategy so it's it's just it's looking at the patient as they are really more than anything um and it's an approach that's apparently uh continuously evolving as an alternative to weight-centered approach to treating clients and patients of all sizes it also um it is also a movement working to promote size acceptance and end weight discrimination and to lessen the cultural obsession with weight loss and thinness. So um, that's definitely something to consider when we're talking about things like BMI and whether or not it's inaccurate or not accurate. I do have several friends that have specific like primary care doctors and different doctors for like literally every type of practice that are doctors that that do call themselves health at any size doctors and I think that that's really interesting because like as an overweight person you're just waiting for them to say oh why don't you lose weight I'm like great yeah. but my foot is broken so can we like talk about that first yeah, like, oh, like I, how oh I've never big thought I am. About that. I've
1: never been told to lose weight my entire life
0: I, I, I need I mean like I don't need like a get get healthy quick fix kind of thing but I need to address the problems that I'm having literally right now today yeah and 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 that's what I need to talk about and if it doesn't have anything to do with my weight then let's let's talk about that you know like I have migraines okay you know like you know like I just feel like some Doctors like the one that had their 30 year old BMI scale. (laughs) I feel like they're using it as kind of like a little bit of a crutch because I had done, I had done like three different blood tests, two different ultrasounds, and a biopsy, and nothing came back as irregular. So I feel like this was the only thing that she could rely on.
1: So she just said to lose 100 pounds after all that.
0: Yes. Wow. So I feel like, I feel like to me, like, Yeah, sure. So one could argue, okay, that is the only thing that is different and, and, and off statistically, when you're looking at the math. Um, So maybe, yeah, that is the one thing that you can point to. But I, but again, there was no reason. There was no evidence given there. It was just like, this is what this little teeny tiny flimsy piece of paper says. (laughs)
1: <laughs> yeah, and like all the, like, I I listen to this podcast called maintenance phase. I think I've mentioned it before. And they, mm-hmm. they kind of debunk like all diets and, um, you know, just, uh, health influencers and stuff. And they constantly talk about like how, like most diets, like, first of all, don't lead to long-term weight loss, um, yes. and tend to lead to eating disorder. Well, for mm. some people and people that like, do keep off the weight, like like are more likely to have It's like, extremely control. rare. Yeah. yeah. So it's like, let's stop like focusing so much on weight loss because obviously we, we can't figure it out. You know, like yeah. what we're doing is not working. I agree. And you it's, know, they, it should they, be more they,
0: about health than weight.
1: Yeah. And they their idea philosophy is that like, if, if people hadn't been forced to diet, like so young, like they would probably be at a healthy weight right now, but it's just because of society and all these crazy trends and you know and it actually messes up your health more
0: in the long run absolutely it should be like if you have high blood pressure you have high blood pressure and you yeah. can be like you can eat these types of foods to help yeah, or your maybe high blood pressure. <laughs> or and yes and de-stress yeah. and then if you end up losing weight as a result as treating that that's great but um you know we need to to really focus on this. Or if you have high cholesterol, well, let's change again, what you're eating. I think what you're eating is like such a, should be a way bigger focus on than just saying like, oh, you're overweight. Because that's just, like you said, it's like a, it's, it's a huge thing to think about versus like how much like fried food are you eating in a week? How much salt are you taking in? How much sugar are you taking in? Like yeah. these are things that you can really kind of more um, like dive into in a more immediate fashion rather than losing a hundred pounds. Yeah. And,
1: and on the, the podcast, they also talk about like privilege and how a lot of people yes. can't oh, afford to like go to Whole Foods or, or like have to rely on McDonald's because that's all they can
0: afford. And
1: it's or like, or things until, that are processed just in yeah. general. Yeah. Until like frozen we can, and
0: canned foods. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Like until we can figure out the systemic problems and, you know, make it more accessible for everyone. Like, you know, it's not yeah. really realistic.
0: Just t- just take a glance at a child's public school free lunch. Oh my god, I remember. Just ours take a look. was Terrible. Just take a look and see what they're being fed, because uh, um, <laughs> it's no Whole Foods diet. I'll tell you that right now. Yeah, I don't. I don't. But have at least in the vegetables. U.S. In the mm-hmm. U.S. Um, yeah. In our state, I can't have a test for every state. Um, but yeah, and um, like you said, like when I was when I did meet with a dietitian and nutritionist. And we were talking about the ideas of mindful eating and they were saying that like statistically diets can backfire quite a bit. Researchers have shown because of it's so mental, it's so psychological. If you know you're going on a diet, you're way more likely To increase your food intake before the diet, because of the thought like, "Oh, this is the last time to have this." Yeah. So then you eat like crazy right before, um, even if it's just one meal, Mm -hmm. way more so than you would on a regular day. Yeah, because you're indulging. Yeah, and then you're also like putting that type of food up on a really high pedestal. Yeah. So that when you're taking it away, you're like thinking about it. As mm-hmm. this grandiose meal that you could be having, and then you're way more likely to slip up. And then when people do slip up with their with their weight with their diets, they don't just do it a little bit. Yeah, they're, they're usually, like, "Well, I'm like, going all out." <laughs> those floodgates have opened, and they are not closing anytime soon. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then they also said that they've done a lot of research on people who have lost a significant amount of weight and then they they tracked them over the course of like five years mm-hmm. and i think it was something it was a very low number i might be wrong about the specific number but it was like only like 20 percent of people were able to keep their weight loss off yeah i believe it so um and even, and even the people majority
1: their stomach like uh the the um the surgery
0: it's like that's what she that. was telling me yeah my dietitian was Are saying that But they were saying the majority of those 20%, they're also able to keep that off because a high number of them have disordered eating.
1: I know, it's like, oh. It's a
0: lose-lose situation. Yeah, like, okay, well,
1: great. I have an eating disorder now. But at least I'm
0: in. (laughs) I know, right? Yay, I'm so happy. They also did research that studied on people who were depriving, um, who, who were getting less food and restricting and they found overall that they had more anxiety, they had oh, more yeah. depression. So, um, you know, so Liz, Liz, uh, or win Liz, who knows, depending on how you're looking at it, but, um, I just really think that the, the, the folks should really just be on your quality of life and your health. Like if you have high blood pressure, high cholesterol, do you have a family history how are you able to get along with your life? Like, can you take care of yourself? Do you find that you are hindered in some way? Do you have pain? You know, like, yeah. Do these you are the things that we should be focused what you need? on. I think that, and there's definitely not a part in the pun, but one size fits all.
1: Yeah. Each individual not. person, yeah.
0: race, gender, ethnicity, you know, lifestyle we're all different people so we all have different we're not just a number so I think that that's definitely something so I found out a little bit more about the BMI than I than I had known before and um feel like my thoughts are still the same <laughs> that it's not always wrong but it's definitely not always right and then yeah. I think that we should be considering other alternatives
1: yeah it's uh, it's been 230 years like you said I, <laughs> well you almost it. 200 yeah yeah, or mm-hmm. almost
0: two hundred. Yeah, like come on. Yeah, Ooh. definitely, definitely worth worth a little look see. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, but, but that's my two cents, and that's it. And I went on my soapbox. Yeah, I know I'm done. <laughs> well,
1: yeah, I, I that, that's always been an interesting topic. Um, and yeah, they the the uh, the podcast I was talking about did a a deep dive into it too, and, and they were saying that um. So the the guy that invented it that you're talking about, I think he has like loose connections, like in the
0: eugenics movement or something. Wonderful. Okay, yeah. so that would so it's like
1: a lot. Uh, <laughs> why are we using this?
0: <laughs> um,
1: like, I don't think he was in it, but like, you know, he knew people. He he surrounded. He knew him. people. <laughs> he knew people who knew people. But um, well, that was a very good topic. Um, so mine is like actually like sort of related i guess oh (laughs) well these this could maybe affect your bmi um this is really like a really random topic but um i'm i decided to look into they um, all random that's true (laughs) um my topic is french fries
0: (laughs) nice (laughs) freedom fries yes yeah
1: um, I was just curious, like how they became such like a, an American food and, and what yeah. why do we use ketchup with them? I mean, it's a great combo. Don't get me Were wrong. you
0: eating this on vacation and we're like, I need a topic and you like yes. looked down at your plate? Yes, George and
1: I were, um, I was like, I need a topic. And I was like, you know, can you, <laughs> can you think of one? And, and then we had like a plate of like crinkle cut fries and he's like, you should do like, how do they make crinkle cut fries? I was like, well, that's kind of like,
0: that's boring
1: well it's like that's that's an an episode of how it's
0: made yeah but
1: maybe you know i could do a little broader more broad yeah (laughs)
0: exactly yeah a little more yeah
1: so you know i'm finally doing a a more fun not so dark topic you're welcome (laughs) we're
0: breaking away from the we're gonna be hungry after
1: this so sorry um so my sources were uh, an article um called A History of French Fries with a Side of Ketchup by Richard
0: nice.
1: Um, A National Geographic article called Are French Fries Truly French by Rebecca Rupp? And of course, good old Wikipedia. So I think that's the biggest debate that still goes on around French fries is, did they come from France or did they come from
0: Belgium? Belgium. Yeah, um, that's what I've heard. Yeah. So, Along with Cote yeah, d'Ale. So, Belgium so... <laughs> um
1: some claim that villagers who lived near the river meuse in belgium um, ate fried fish except for during the winter when they substituted the fish with potatoes mm. um, and that's kind of how you know the the origins of french fries um but also it is um the other theory is that they were invented in France and sold by street vendors in Paris in, seven, in the 1780s. Um, apparently fries are first mentioned in a Parisian um, cookbook in 1775. And then um, there's an actual recipe for it in 1795. Um, and then there's another possibility that they could even be from Spain because um, spanish spanish people were the first europeans to encounter the south american potato which was first documented Mm. in 1553 so it's very possible that you know might neither be it might not be rebranded france or belgium (laughs) you know um so um they so it was believed that the dish was discovered by American soldiers that were stationed in Belgium during World War I. Um, and they assumed- Really? That, Belg- that
0: late? Yeah. Huh.
1: yeah. I well, thought it
0: would have been earlier, but I well, guess- Well, that's somewhere. more of
1: like where the origin of the word French fries came from because they oh, they heard the Belgians you. talking in, in French because um, the in this region of Bel- Belgium, they, were, they spoke they French. Spoke they're like, French. oh, they're French. Okay. You know?
0: um,
1: okay. Yeah. So that's kind of where it's like, oh, it's the French thing. Um, So Belgium is very, um, they are really trying to claim the French fry as theirs. (laughs) (laughs) Um, They've gone as far as they've- Long fought battle. Yes, it's never ending. Um, Belgian fries. (laughs) Change the name. (laughs) Um, They petitioned the- UNESCO, which is the United Nations Educational Scientific and Cultural wow. Organization, didn't know that existed. Um, they petitioned them to endorse the fry as the official icon of Belgian cultural heritage, which I don't really know what that entails, but I um, saw a Belgian
0: f- waffle. Yeah, I know no, you guys get the waffle.
1: Of. Come on, man. I need to go to Belgium. They they know how to eat, man. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh.
1: Carbs, carbs, and more carbs. Um, sugar
0: pastries yum yes bmi be jammed
1: (laughs) yeah screw the bmi bm fry eh. (laughs) so um in belgium they actually have more french fry vendors they apparently eat more fries and they have the one and only french fry museum
0: (laughs) wow I can't now, if that doesn't say origin graduate. story, I don't know what does. So, when in Belgium, be sure to stop by um, the French Fry Museum. French so, fry. what is what French fry is not French fry in in French. So, what do they say? Uh, les frites. Yeah, I thought it was frites. Okay, and then
1: potatoes, pommes de terre.
0: Pommes de terre. Okay. Yeah,
1: they they also talked about um, a a work of art. You might be familiar with it um palm d'or where it's like somebody made a crop i think it was a cross out of like two french fries and then the french fries got stolen
0: what yeah palm
1: de palm like uh it means like uh potato of gold i think pomme. how do you like like p-o-m
0: or yeah
1: um p-o-m-m-e and then d apostrophe o-r
0: um palm. Right. Um, i'm just getting a bunch of shoes <laughs> <laughs> and um it was what looks like apples like a golden apple all right well maybe maybe it was golden. oh wait there was a picture of a french fry La Penteur, um restaurant here maybe we put french fries
1: Okay. Well, anyway,
0: um, no, I have not heard of that.
1: maybe it was called something else. Um, so it was, uh, introduced to the U S obviously the soldiers, um, during the war, but, um, Thomas Jefferson was a big fan. Um, he encountered them while he served as the American minister to France from 1780 man of great to 1789 yeah
0: he's <laughs> great like give me some more of these cuisine taste
1: <laughs> yeah man um and he had his uh one of his slaves uh jeff hemming uh become trained as a chef so he learned how to cook them and he also um, like uh was into like macaroni and ice cream so um oh yeah <laughs>
0: not like the junk food
1: yeah so he brought all, sure. the, all the staples to the u.s so i think we can thank thomas jefferson really i think he he started he 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 walked so that mcdonald's could run
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh jeez um. louise yeah he certainly walked if he's like having slaves cook him yes. food every day of his exact wants and desires thanks <laughs> tom she's <Yeah>. louise um <laughs> Couldn't learn how to cook that yourself there, (laughs) hon. Nope. Couldn't be bothered.
1: (laughs) Nope. Nope. Um, So they became more popular in the 1900s in America. Um, So they originally were called French fried potatoes until about the 1920s. Then they were shortened to French fries, which sounds so weird. (laughs) And then French fries. And then in the 60s, just plain old fries yeah
0: um, Yep. yeah yep.
1: and the 1960s were when um french fries became popular in fast food um at this time they were deep fried in beef tallow or lard basically um okay. and really you know
0: just to Gross. make them
1: extra yummy <laughs> um all and that so, fat really gives yeah. you that
0: flavor yeah yes.
1: I'm, I'm like just don't tell me what it's made out Uh, mm
0: -hmm. of word. Eat it.
1: (laughs) Absolutely. Um, So Ray Kroc was a businessman who purchased McDonald's in 1961. And he was kind of credited with making the McDonald's fries um taste the way they do and be so easily to mass produce. So he um so each uh like russet potato is different, you know um each has like a different amount of water which can affect how mm-hmm. easily they are to fry so he sent out um he he sent people out with hydrometers to measure the density wow that's um, like a
0: lot of work
1: yeah he he
0: really <laughs> put a, he put a lot of work into really he serious about fries. this fry
1: situation he's like we're going to we're going to make these fries and they're going to taste absolutely amazing all of them are going to taste the same um oh yeah trying yeah, to find really like that
0: yeah, equity like, between the potato
1: <laughs> yeah so he he had these people come out and they made sure that the the potatoes were in the solid range of 20 to 23 percent like water Jeez, density please. or something like that I'm
0: saying "Jesus" louise way too often <laughs> like i've said like three Jeez, times, like, yeah you I, don't you, you I, don't I, really I, say that i need to stop i don't know why it's just like in <laughs> in my nomenclature right now well
1: it's probably because you work with kids so you have to like
0: say, we need to put we need to put
1: a stop to it right now <laughs> it's retired it's it's going to bed oh
0: gosh <laughs>
1: okay um, so if a potato has too much water it's uh it'll come out soggy um and because so the fry would be soggy oh yeah the fry will come out soggy when it's cooked.
0: okay Jeez. um didn't we Oh, oh look! No. I shortened it to You wanted cheese. to say, it? "I shortened it to cheese." <laughs> well, there you go. So stupid. All okay, steps. that was unintentional.
1: Okay. <laughs> yeah So, and because potatoes <gasps> are rich in sugar, they will. Oh, easily, they are.
0: Oh, yeah.
1: Know. Um, they easily become crisp on the outside before the inside is fully cooked. Mm-hmm. Um. So they had to kind of figure out a way to, you know, make them easier to cook. So um, uh, Simplot, which is in Idaho, of course, is the largest producer of potatoes. Yeah. Um, they standardized farming so that all potatoes came out fresh. Uh, Their factories would um, cut and then flash cook and then flash freeze them for shipping. I had to look up what flash cook and flash
0: freeze means. Quick, right? right?
1: yeah it's like basically they they cook it at like a high temperature or freeze it Mm. they freeze it in something that freezes really fast yeah bad for you but um, like a flash flood yeah yeah exactly but we don't even know so it this allows for the fries to be made all year round and not just for three months out of the year um
0: you know because of this gosh could you imagine if you could only have French fries oh my god here? can you
1: imagine the the public It'd be like it would be like the like the
0: pumpkin spice latte or like the, the, uh, <laughs> the,
1: the Popeyes chicken sandwich
0: oh my gosh people there'd be, would be lines like, people would be I know.
1: can you imagine the prices oh my gosh
0: oh geez thank
1: goodness thank you thank you simplot and ray crock
0: um <laughs> <laughs> we're standardizing and freezing our yeah. potatoes yeah
1: <laughs> Priorities. Um, so in 1967, Sim- Simplot landed the McDonald's account and they, he, I guess, I guess Simplot is an actual person. He became the oldest billionaire on <laughs> the Forbes 400 list. I think he's since passed away, but, you know, I'm sure his children are doing quite well. Uh, probably,
0: <laughs> probably.
1: Um, so, uh, you know, in the 1990s, uh, you know, kind of going along the lines of, you know, different um you know health scares and stuff uh, oh gosh wasn't like, that
0: like the entire 90s
1: yeah well it's like uh, every year it's something else I feel
0: like it never I know ends, but I feel but... like the 90s was obsessed yes. with like aerobics yeah. gym wear <laughs> as <laughs> like fans. regular wear and this is before the term athleisure <laughs> it was like my yeah, entire it was those what, leotards wardrobe. Oh I my know. God. I can't Spandex, card. And then like the fishnet. Yeah. Woof, <laughs> neon clothes. Oh, and the and uh, then just like warmers. That's when like fat free snack wells. Exactly. You know, like heart wise Atkins. I feel like it all was born from the. 90s. Well, yeah. But- so uh one of the big fears
1: was saturated fat because it was <sighs> linked with high cholesterol. So, um, the ingredients changed to um high hydro hydrogen and vegetable oils <laughs> <laughs> i think i spelled it hydrogenated? wrong. hydrogenated thank you thank you okay. hydrogenated vegetable guessing. oils and trans fat which we la- later learned is way worse <laughs> the trans fat is worse than saturated and the high hydrogenated vegetable oils are, are oh you got were. it you. Got yes, it. Look at yes. You. thank you for your help and your <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's so okay. today we all um, we,
1: it's mostly used um or it's mostly fried in canola oil corn oil and soybean oil okay
0: yeah i hear um, canola is good for you it has zero well, you know i'm, I'm sure I've in heard. 10
1: years we'll find out that it's actually terrible that <laughs> seems to be it's like i feel like it's I like use oh,
0: sunflower oil what sunflower oil? Oh. I use sunflower oil. How is I'm that? a rebel, you know? I can't that be stopped. Good. <laughs> Speed, right? I got it as like a really random gift for Christmas once, and I was like, "Let's do this." And then I've just never, never turned back.
1: <laughs> Remember when like coconut oil was like a huge? Was oh my gosh! Oil or... It still
0: is. It still yeah. is for skincare, hair care, yeah. and and food. I mean, yeah. you could still get coconut oil.
1: But wasn't it like, For sure. didn't stuff come out about that, that it wasn't good either?
0: <laughs> well, like, I know as far as like hair and, and skin, like it like traps in like your moisture. So it's, it's not providing the moisture. It's just making it so that it can't like r- release or whatever. But I don't know what happens when you eat it. I don't know.
1: Yeah. I mean, I guess all oils are like, you know, there's obviously fats, but.
0: Yeah, there's ups and downs. Yeah, there's ups and downs.
1: Maturation. <laughs> um, so the average American eats uh 29 pounds of fries per year.
0: Um,
1: which is the equivalent to 77 I to, large I, I, I to differ. fries. My number could
0: be a little higher. Yeah. And I don't even go to fast food restaurants.
1: <laughs> well, I guess if you count like any fries, probably not like just McDonald's but yeah
0: yeah yeah I, I ate shit.
1: what feels like a pound I I had um
0: <laughs> well I, it, it it uh you know inspired this whole topic I, I know you well quite a few. so
1: I, my big thing is like I feel like I do okay with eating on vacation like I eat what I want but like I don't like overdo it but then I get home and I'm like I'm like I, I just like that whole like one last meal kind of thing and yeah. so i got i got five guys and i eat the whole freaking like their regular fries like huge you i've know, never been you... to five
0: guys can you believe it? oh really no <sighs> never <laughs> i've just never been i well, hear they have like peanuts on the table or something but I I, know.
1: I I think they stopped that but um they they do cook it in peanut oil or okay. their fries um but yeah, their fries are really good. But they they give you like a ton, and I'd like I had never been able to finish the
0: really like the wow Must be a lot.
1: Um, and then I did like uh, the other you on vacation. <laughs>
0: good for you oh my god (laughs) i mean how often are you going to do that in your life though right like yeah that's true it's you're on vacation this is probably like your one-time thing this is not an every day every week thing so yeah well it goes
1: back to that whole mindset of like don't shame yourself yeah which is like you know
0: let's put it into perspective yeah you're still working out you're still getting (laughs) mindful activity yeah you know the what is
1: it uh mindful movement meant yeah or,
0: meaningful yeah. movement meaningful
1: yes um yeah so uh and then freedom freedom fries like you mentioned um so that came along after congressman bob nay who is republican from ohio um you don't say to- <laughs> big shocker um he decided to rename french fries to freedom fries in three There's of was
0: really french one presidential- dude my gosh. Well,
1: it was actually technically, it was a, a restaurant in North Carolina in two thousand and five. Oh. And then he heard about it. And he's like, well, let's, let's rename the congressional cafeterias that, um, because they were, uh, because France was against the war and which um, war
0: the war in Iraq. Yeah. Right? The war in Iraq.
1: Yeah. And then a- after a few years in 2006, uh, they reverted it back to French fries because big shock no one else agreed with the war either. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Um, yeah. So I always, I always thought that was a Bush thing, but I mean, I'm sure he, you know, he
0: probably it. said it somewhere. Yeah, yeah. I just
1: totally thought that was like something he just made up on his own, but, um, and then, you know, another thing I didn't get was like catch up and how that got
0: yeah. involved. Um, So ketchup Ketchup is a big part of that whole fry game. I know no one's using mustard. mustard. Actually, actually apparently I like honey mustard. Apparently the
1: French use mustard on theirs. Really? Although when I went to France, I didn't see any of that. So I don't know. Um
0: because that is exactly what you were looking for.
1: (laughs) I feel like I would have (laughs) noticed if I saw someone like dipping French fries in. Yeah, that's true. um, i would have seen
0: it <laughs> i would have
1: seen it <laughs> with my own eyes i would have written about it um so ketchup wasn't invented until 1812 um so this is after you know the invention of you know, discovery of french fries and it was actually not it didn't even have tomatoes it had it was pickled Ew. fish from with spice Ew. i know i'm like that is not i would not be eating that <laughs>
0: That sounds um, like like a like a Norwegian
1: dish. It's actually from China, and then oh. um, it was adopted by English colonists, um, and then they it started being used in like Singapore and Malaysia, and then it was called at the time Cape Chap, and then the English turned it to oh, like ketchup, okay. but it was Chap. okay. But it was spelled like like the word catch and then up, um, and then in 1913 they started making with, with tomatoes and, um, you know, and, and then later it kind of evolved into the way it's spelled now. And, um, Heinz or HJ Heinz developed a ketchup recipe of pickled tomatoes and vinegar, then pureed. And, um, they figure out a way to make them na- mass produce and bottled. Um, and then, then the um fast food industry you know kind of got in got into it yeah and I think they're the big reason why it became such a big um you know staple or you know condiment for french fries um mm-hmm. but reminds it, me
0: of that email we got about salt and pepper yeah like, i was thinking about that staple. too like
1: yeah it's funny how that went back so far. that was, was
0: from like, the french too the salt was, and pepper Merci. <laughs> they're really influencing our cuisine i know who knows i
1: mean they're not they're not bad at it you know
0: no i know
1: french toast french bread
0: i know tell me about (laughs) it
1: um so like i said the the french supposedly prefer mustard uh brits Mm. uh prefer vinegar with their fries um the oh, Japanese, god
0: no thank you <laughs> I actually I can see I it. don't like vinegar I just don't look I can't stand the smell oh well yeah I don't
1: mind it in certain things um and then the Japanese uh dip their fries in curry or soy sauce which actually uh-huh. I, I could see that soy sauce. Um, wow, that's gotta then, be
0: so salty
1: yeah that's like salt on salt but I know to each their own
0: <laughs> mm-hmm
1: um canadians use gravy and sugar. they use gravy and they call it disco fries oh i it came up as poutine oh, on wikipedia okay. but yeah I i've heard disco fries before too um and then malaysia poutine they-
0: <laughs> sounds like something dirty i know i was like <laughs> i gotta make sure i'm careful with how i say that <laughs> i'm glad i'm not the other. yeah okay. i was
1: like uh why do I feel weird saying this word? <laughs> <laughs> um, in Malaysia they use chili sauce. Um, can you say heartburn?
0: <laughs> well, actually, with Jeez, the like, like sriracha type stuff.
1: Yeah. Well, the disco fries would definitely probably make me feel a certain way too. And that then you
0: feel so full.
1: Yeah, and then Bel- in Belgium they use mayonnaise, which
0: I'm like, ooh, wow. I'm not a
1: huge mayonnaise fan, so
0: I know you are not. That is true. That's very um, true
1: yeah but so that's that's it that was my topic.
0: i cannot believe that we both had like food related i know are we not psychic or what <laughs> i mean it was meant to be i mean we both just like had a lot of fun on our vacations i guess is what we're yeah, really telling like, each we're other we're
1: gonna do well yours was more scientific so i feel like yours was hard hard hitter <laughs> <laughs> Which is good because they balance each other out.
0: Yeah. That's interesting. Yeah. That reminds me of like, I don't know, like one time I like really, like I wanted to like go on some sort of like health kick or diet or whatever. And I told myself that I wasn't allowed to have fries and like, it was like a specific thing. It was somehow zero fries meant healthy to me. I didn't care about anything else. <laughs> It was just that I feel like I was like 20. Like, this was definitely not like researched or well thought out in any way. And I remember like being like, like fry lists for like three months and like it being like a real thing, like That's almost like impressive. when you give something up for like three Lent. Months? And then I remember I told myself, like, when Halloween comes around, I'll celebrate because <laughs> <laughs> I love Halloween. So I was like, okay, this will be my day. And oh man again once those floodgates opened they did not close
1: <laughs> never went back did did the fries taste like so much better than you had ever remembered or was it like it's not no, as good as you I would don't expect think
0: so yeah it's just like I feel like I'd gone so long that I didn't care about them as much as I thought I would
1: yeah it's like never you know? as exciting as you think it's gonna be
0: that's definitely happened to me with some other foods like if you like eat stuff like with less sugar and then you grow like a taste to it and then yeah. like all of a sudden you have something with a ton of sugar you're like whoa yeah and that's sweet <laughs> you know and it like kind of catches you yeah, a little bit how
1: that works like you get your body just gets used to something
0: yeah I mean but for that it's probably for the best but yeah yeah interesting well yeah. good topic thank you good topic I'm glad that our vacations inspired us yes uh, <laughs> feel free to email us your topics from your vacations i mean it is getting nicer out there at our gmail at uh, the part I don't get at gmail.com and check us out on facebook and instagram on the part i don't get or this is the part i don't get on facebook and instagram and we will see you in two weeks bye bye